Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jad Brissack is a 24-year-old Starbucks barista. I'm one of the openers at my store, so getting up at 4.30 is pretty standard. Make sure everything's ready for the day, feed the cats, make sure they have water. She works at an unassuming Starbucks store in Buffalo, New York. I love working at Starbucks. Some of the most amazing people I've ever met work at the store with me. This young service worker and this coffee shop could make history this week. Jazz has become an unlikely leader of an effort to create the first unionized corporate Starbucks stores in the country. There we go. And, J- and Alice, great news. Jazz has succeeded. That Buffalo Starbucks is now a union shop. And Jazz and the other young revolutionaries have struck a blow for workers' rights. Wow, good for them. That's fantastic. So we'll just hear. A what little... was the coffee shop here that that unionized that you love? I forgot something like the, the Pavement Cafe or something, something like that. The, the yeah, it had cement a cute name. It definitely Cafe Ironworks, but there was another one too. There was another one that uh, did it in Buffalo as well. So let's let's listen to a little bit from Jazz and her friend, who's named what is her name? Uh, who's named Michelle Eisen? Uh, Michelle Eisen is thirty-seven. Jazz is twenty-four. So, uh, all right, let's go through some of the reasons, some of the grievances of these guys. Uh, Here we go. Why now you're seeing people who were forced to work through some pretty intense, awful conditions? Alice, forced to work. They were forced to work. Yeah. Right. Like the police were forced to work. You were forced to work. Like a slave. I don't think I can go in because of because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You look at your contract, Jazz. Well, I'm yeah. kind of insane, like terrible. Insane what? 
What type of terrible conditions were they forced to work under? I need some more detail before I more, make a judgment on you this. You will get more details. Realizing that these corporations made billions of dollars off the backs of our, our labor in the middle of a global pandemic, and we reaped little to no benefits from that. Little to no benefits from <laughs> that, Alice. They made the, the money off of the backs of their labor. They, they get the paycheck that was in the amount that they agreed to work for? Uh, yes, but you don't understand, Alice. Isn't that, the, isn't that the benefit from work that you get is the amount of money that you're agreed, you've agreed to be paid no. for the work? No, they're much more in, important than that. They, they are uh, essential workers. And you don't understand that during this time, the company, Starbucks Inc., made a lot of money. But they didn't make as much as Starbucks Inc. did. Which means to me that maybe they should have... So why don't they go own a coffee shop then? Would it mean... Well, they do now, actually, Alice. So here we go. <laughs> so, But listen to this. Listen to this. So then they started whispering about... By, by the way, have you ever heard of Roxanne Williams? Uh, I don't think so. You haven't? Sounds vaguely familiar, maybe, but I don't think so. Why? Think... Holy... But, uh, think um the 1800s in uh, america okay i don't have anything on roxanne williams in the 1800s in america i'm sorry let's uh, give me a hint uh the famous union busters in america in the 1800s pinkertons right yeah so think Pinkerton, um, except much more brutal. Pinkertons of the um, okay the uh, detective agency the, 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 from the eighteen hundreds who used to go and and smash people, beat people over the head. Rosin Williams, she's yeah, like, virtually like a private army. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Rosin Williams is a one woman private army. Sent from corporate headquarters, oh. the dark corporate lair from Starbucks, they sent her oh. exactly to monitor Jazz. Jazz picked up on it. Don't think she didn't. We had support managers from all over the country. That's what Starbucks calls them, support managers. The quotes are necessary because they're not really here to support us. In fact, they're here solely to come into our store, make huh? sure that there's not any time, that there's not management watching we used to talk about the union at work. We were signing up people, talking about organizing as we were making drinks. Yes, we used to foment loudly about the revolution, but Ross and Williams sent Put a her- to all that, wow. Exactly. They wanted them concentrating on the work and less on the revolution. And here you go. Here's, <laughs> here's 37-year-old Michelle Eisen, who'll give you the skinny on Ross Ann. Ross Ann Williams, who is the president of Starbucks North America, she oversees, to the best of my knowledge, corporate Starbucks in North America, came into town, started holding um, active listening sessions. That's what they call them. She- listening sessions, Alice. In other mm-hmm. words, interrogations and or brainwashings and or torture. <laughs> Torture sessions. What can we do for you that will make you drop this union 
crap, right? Like, what do you guys need exactly that we are not getting here? Because we're paying your checks and we're one of the good companies that the good liberals like. We want to do the good thing. So what exactly can we do for you to put a stop to this uh, burgeoning revolution that you're... Never, I'm not going to break. You can't break me. They, they, (laughs) They held strong. They held strong. I've never seen anyone higher than a regional director in Buffalo, let alone anyone to the level that she's at. Mm-hmm. She pops into stores whenever she feels like it, grabs a bucket of ice, takes out a trash bag. Whenever she feels like it, that's right. Using Not s- like she can do that because she's like in charge of the company or anything. You see, Jazz, when you're Roxanne Williams and you've worked hard and you're really good at what you do, they let you leave the brick building freely. And go to a bunch of brick buildings. And take I bet out- she doesn't even have to punch in and out like the right. poor baristas do. She took out the trash. <laughs> she just goes in whichever store she feels like. She's acting totally like a regional president. None of us have seen her around here before. Starbucks is a company that loves to say that we're more than employees, we're partners. So I think that creates an environment where people already expect a different relationship and a different power dynamic than what the reality is. I, I thought we were partners. <laughs> yeah, they don't mean that. Yeah, they, they, they say a lot of things when you work at corporations. Yeah, right. I remember, so I used to know some people who worked at a Starbucks um, back in the day when I lived in an apartment with roommates and stuff. And uh, one of them worked at a Starbucks. And the thing was, they were all supposed to provide legendary customer service. Well... <laughs> I don't think they were providing legendary customer service. And they had like a regional manager who took it really super seriously and was always uh, like hanging out with us and talking about their legendary customer service and stuff. But yeah, companies say a lot of stuff. They use a lot of words. They call you a partner. They hold listening sessions. None of that is meant to be taken seriously. You know, yeah, but and also, you know what? Be thankful for barista, okay? We're all jokingly going along with that as it is, okay? <laughs> you get a fancy non-coffee server name that's a different language or something, okay? You get to feel like you're doing something other than underachieving, okay? Be be happy about it. No, they said we were all partners. Yeah, you they don't mean that you get to be a partner. <laughs> you know, you don't you don't seem to know how to interact like the real partners do with somebody like, let's say, Roxanne Williams. Notice that you can't do Roxanne Williams' jobs at corporate, but she can come to you and empty your trash, and that's not a problem? Right. She knows how to do what you do, but you don't know how to do what she does. There's a reason for that. There's a reason they're not really asking you to run the company. And, I mean, every... Every job I've worked at, there's people like this who love to feel like the super corporate people have no idea what they're doing and like they know better because they've been, you know, restocking the, you know, the little coffee thing all day. So they think they know more about the business than the higher ups do. And like the truth is that the 18 year old working in the Starbucks has no idea how to run a Starbucks or what goes into it or what the costs are. You know, I've had people tell me that they're making so much money on every cup of coffee. This costs them like 10 cents, right. man. 
Like, no, it costs them 10 cents and your health care, you moron. Like, that's, but people have no idea how businesses run and how costly it is, how costly employees are. And I hope Starbucks learned something from this, from going around and talking about how all their employees are partners and, like, providing really great benefits and all this stuff. It's like, they don't care. It doesn't win you any points with the people who are still going to unionize and screw you over and go to the media and complain about how evil you are. Like, you don't get any points for this. Now, before you go on, Alice, uh, I want you to hear a little bit more from some of the uh, partners. We want to be true partners. We want to sit at the table. We don't want decisions made for us. And we want Starbucks to make good on that. You know what? I get you, bet you the CEO and Ross and Williams and a few others in leadership got together and said, guys, where do we feel about adding <laughs> th- these revol- oh, jazz as an equal, say, partner here? <laughs> Did you... <laughs> By the way, you know what would be funny is if it's kind of a reverse undercover boss. Imagine they did have bring Jazz in and say, all right, Jazz, what should we do? What should the next big corporate move be for Starbucks? <laughs> but okay, it, it, but we shouldn't laugh, Alice, because we have to go back to the darkest figure, I think, of the 21st century, Roseanne Williams. Rossian Williams, the president of Starbucks North America and her team came into Buffalo to try to come around to all the stores, listen to us and start intimidating and union busting. She's been at the company for 17 years and has told me she's never been to Buffalo. She came into my store when I was working. Ha ha! She's never been to Buffalo. Something's There's probably a lot of Starbucks that she's never been to. She could visit like a different Starbucks every day the whole year and not get through them all. There's a lot of Starbucks out there. Right. It's one in particular is creating an asinine PR disaster <laughs> by ruining the brand of the company, which is really a worker-friendly, different, comfortable, you know, free-living environment. There are 15,000 Starbucks locations in the U.S. Just. <laughs> I personally saw people pulled off the floor to talk to her. Oh, my goodness. Where's Billy? Roseanne got him. Who knows what he's going through right now? Well, what, could she, what might she be saying to him? She's talking to him. And, you know, like you said, what she's saying is what do you think we could do to make your job easier? What are the, some of the things that you appreciate about coming? What do you No, she's gathering in the intelligence. The corporate monolith, the eye is looking around here at us. The Sauron's eye is looking at our Buffalo Starbucks location. They want to take out Jazz. Came into the back room during my lunch break. She told me that the reason that she was in my store was to look at our dirty backroom carpet. I don't think that's on the president of Starbucks North America's uh, actual to-do list. She's been sitting in parking lots, coming with entourages of multiple corporate people from Starbucks. They have How many baristas are they dispatching to go spy on Roseanne Williams? <laughs> she's, still, she's still in the parking lot. She's sitting there. I think she's, wait a second, she looks like she might be wanting to talk to one of, one of the baristas. Circle the wagons, circle the wagons shut down my store in particular for deep cleaning the corporate presence is absolutely intimidating just just know that they're watching us they really do think that they own the starbucks because they work there don't they oh yeah she shut how down. dare she come to our she starbucks. shut down my door my shut st- our store down for deep cleaning how right. dare they right you know it's maybe because they didn't want to ammonia the customers okay maybe that's why they <laughs> shut the store down for deep cleaning but it is, it is, 
it's it's wonderful because now you've got those those simply Alice those Jazz is twenty four and the Eisen is is thirty seven. Those are simply that's the simple worldview of a progressive. That's it. It's black and white. We're good because we're small. We're the oppressed. Ross Ann Williams and the other people who have nicer cars and in in you know and get paid a lot more than us who are probably making corporate uh, profit sharing. Those are the oppressors. Off the back of the backs of yes. the workers. Exactly. Because we were forced to work during the pandemic. Forced to work during the pandemic. I don't know if that's true. And I know also that they were getting that people are getting seventeen bucks an hour, I think, to start at Starbucks. I bet you they got a nice nice cash infusion during the pandemic during which they were forced to work. Yeah, I haven't heard of any job right now, like any low wage job, and I've worked a few of them recently. That's starting at less than like seventeen, eighteen dollars an hour. I have literally not heard of one. I mean, like, I know somebody who just got hired as a gas station attendant for seventeen dollars an hour. Like, everything is paying at least that now. I'm sure Starbucks is probably paying twenty just to keep people because everybody's paying crazy wages to keep people in these jobs. But that's where we are. It would have been unheard of two years ago. That's where we are, Alice. Right now, that is uh, that is the world of Starbucks, and you know what it's going to be. This will be a demarcation point for Starbucks, where everything is made difficult, much more expensive. It's not going to get faster. Pretty soon, in that Starbucks, you um, you know the the horrific. Uh, Rossian Williams will not be allowed to go in the back and help them empty trash and do other stuff. And mm-hmm. it'll be segmented. It'll be the suckiest Starbucks in the neighborhood, the slowest, the most ridiculously inefficient, because that's what happens when you bring in organized labor to gum up the works. But hey, they're they're chasing a dream. Yeah, I mean, like, what do they like? What exactly are the demands of the union going to be exactly? Uh, they want to say at the table, Alice. What do you mean? They want the responsibility of running a Starbucks. They want a place at the table. They said that's all I know. That's all I know. I mean, this is, I just go by what I'm told. Yes, they want to make important decisions, and why shouldn't they? Because if the other people get to, they should as well. Why should <laughs> Roxanne get to make all of the important decisions there? And they want to make the same amount of money, I assume. Yes, they want. Yeah, they want to make decisions as well about what's served, how many are served. <clears throat> Part of the whole thing was that there's too much online ordering now. I, th- I think I sent that actually. That the original thing. This was too good to be true. Part of the problem was that the, their customers, too, customers keep on coming to, oh, to this Starbucks. That's a problem. <laughs> yes, and this is 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 absolutely no good. Let me see if I've got this right. Maybe I don't have the right one here. Uh, okay, here we go. Reuters. Baristas struggling to keep up with the surges in drink orders for $6 frappuccinos and other custom drinks are waging a union campaign in Buffalo. And here is the nitty-gritty of the thing. You can hear some of the atrocities that go on there. Uh, Starbucks union drive spurred by barista burnout from the mobile orders, Alice. Oh, they're you, burnt out? The, the mobile orders. I mean, these people aren't in the order taking an execution business. I don't understand why they're made to do this. 
Baristas is on Thursday. The NRLB will tally ballots, and that happened today. The pandemic has created a surge in mobile orders at Starbucks and other restaurant chains. The baristas in Buffalo and elsewhere complain they cannot limit the number of mobile orders per hour, leading to unexpected surges. They're having to deal with surges when they're trying to talk about the revolution. Individual stores can turn off mobile orders completely for their locations temporarily, but that requires a manager's approval. And the company confirmed and, and, uh, and customers can then order from the other nearby locations. You see that? They shut off customers from ordering at their location to block them, but customers then are finding other locations to get coffee, are hunting, feasting on other locations, so they're hurting others. See, as this happens, people just keep wanting that coffee. That seems like a big problem. I can't believe Starbucks corporate doesn't want to put a <laughs> stop to that. I can't. I, yeah, I am shocked. I am absolutely shocked that Roxanne Williams feels the need to go there herself. Because you've got a cluster of Starbucks that are kvetching that these customers. We've got a problem here with coffee-addicted people coming here repeatedly, almost every day. Some more than once a day. And they feel that we should make them coffee. It's shocking. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's... I mean, it really, it is, it is mind boggling because that is like, I think how, uh, some people think about business. Well, yes. Most. And also there is no, I mean, are you surprised that this group of people doesn't have a seat at the table? <laughs> how There's... do we stop the customers from ordering? There's jazz's first board meeting. <laughs> We've got to make sure that it's an across, you know, it needs to be a countrywide shutdown. Of ordering so that they because they'll move from the east coast right through the west coast to find a place that has coffee so we have maybe to we should just shut all locations until we know more that you keep know, ordering coffee and find out how we can put a stop to it because this is really this is not a business about making people coffee this no. is a business about giving baristas money to wear cute green aprons and talk together about socialism right and it's so right. So maybe the idea is, and I think this would be a good one for jazz, is maybe we should start rationing the coffee. That would be a good <laughs> idea. Everybody gets a small tin of coffee, and that's it. You know what? Maybe they should just teach the customers how to make it themselves at home. That would be a good idea. Absolutely. But they should, still should get paid the same amount. And part of the, of the, the really the, the thing is here is that jazz and her friends, they don't think they should just be making coffee. Mm -hmm. They think that they should be doing, they think it's below them. Like, why am I making coffee? I'm as good as her. What does she know? Look at her empty the trash. She doesn't even know how to do that. Why don't they install me directly in the CEO position? Right now, I'm smart enough. And you know why she thinks she's smart enough, Alice? Because she's been told she's really smart and all her and, life. And, yes, but most recently, where was she told she's smart? College? Of course. That's right. That's where she learned, you know, to to, uh, to about uh, Karl Marx and all of the the workers' paradise that she could make it. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, really, the problem is mm -hmm. is that you're at Starbucks is the problem. And there's I'm I well, I don't I've got a Starbucks right across the street, and I don't I don't care about I don't like Starbucks. I don't love it, but it's fine. It's I guess it's got good coffee, whatever. Um, the problem is is that you can't start a revolution or you can't topple anything 
or to you can't create a new better institution those losers like uh Rossian Williams etc they work in unless you do something better than make coffee and talking is not the thing there's got to be yeah. something that you do that is going to inspire that's going to be marketable something not just say we want to place at the table because nobody in the boardroom needs somebody around in the boardroom whose talent is saying, I want to place at the table. Right. Organizers and activists have no idea what to do when somebody actually puts them in charge of anything. That's why you have people in Congress, like the squad, who instead of doing stuff in Congress, sit on the steps of Congress and protest until Joe Biden does what they want right. him to do, even if it's illegal, right? You, because... We now have a country that idolizes activism for the sake of activism that has no no purpose. It's like this headless beast that just keeps going and going and has no idea why why it exists or what its point is. Like there's no reason behind any of it. It's just mindless. Right. Like we're just activists. We're protesting. I'm going to sit on the steps of the Capitol until Joe Biden ends homelessness. Like what? You can't like you have to actually do stuff. I'm sorry. Like but Where have you been? Like, you have a seat at the table. You're in Congress. And there, I mean, like, there's a whole bunch of people that still don't know what to do. And there's some of them on the right, too. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie. There's Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert who spend a lot of time, like. My light just went out. Uh-oh. I think we get disconnected. Let's see what's going on here. Hopefully it's back. Hopefully it's back. For a sec. All right. Are you back? Oh, I have Hi. you back. I have you back. Man, this signal sucks here. Maybe we should keep this one short. What do you think, Jellybean? No? <sighs> okay, we'll can, move on from uh, Starbucks we're first. We're getting there. We're getting Let there. Let me move on from Starbucks then. Go to... But um, Can you hear me? No, yes? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, let me move on from Starbucks. Yes. And go to um, Rachel Rollins for a second, our newest. Why don't you, if it's really bad, why don't you turn off your video? And I'll just go to the video of me. Who wouldn't want to see me? What? Want me to turn off you're video? pretty much frozen in okay. weird poses okay. whenever you're okay. on. Because you're, so why don't you just turn off I your video and off. see if you can, that helps the audience. I turned it off. Okay. Yeah. And I'm unplugging I'm okay. the camera. We all good? And I'm back on. The audio is back on. Here we go. Great. Excellent. Okay. Um, Here we are. So We're let's back. go to let's go to um, the new U.S. attorney from Massachusetts. She was uh, sworn in. Uh, no, she wasn't sworn in, but she's going to be. They voted yesterday. It's really remarkable to me. If they, if this person, if somebody this psychotic can be in, then really anybody can be in. This is Rachel Rollins is Pisaitis. What a step down too, because we had Andrew Lelling, who was awesome yeah. before under Trump. Yes. So now, too bad. Here's Rachel uh, Rollins. First, let me say let's start with the incident last year. She's one of these big Soros. Uh, you know, don't convict anybody. She's a social justice psycho, whatever. But anyway, here's her last year. Yeah, she doesn't want to prosecute any shoplifting or whatever. Right. And last year, she went after um, this woman who was at the mall driving a car and Rachel Rollins decided that Rachel Rollins owned the the uh, road and bullied her. Uh-oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Here we go. Seamless and bullish. Looking into an allegation involving Suffolk County District Attorney Rachel Rollins. Our team spoke exclusively. There we go. It's my editor. For the past several days, 25 Investigates has been looking into an allegation involving Suffolk County District Attorney Rachel Rollins. Our team spoke exclusively with the woman making the claim and reviewed a citizen's complaint she filed with Boston Police. 25 Investigates reporter Ted Daniel takes us through how this story unfolded. 25 Investigates was contacted by a Dorchester woman who told us she had a run-in with Suffolk County DA Rachel Rollins. Before coming to us, she reported the incident to both the Boston Police and the Attorney General's Office. We decided to look into this viewer's tip. Rollins is a public official. Here is where the story took us. I 1,000% thought that she was a police officer. Friday afternoon, 25 Investigates spoke exclusively with a state employee from Dorchester. Katie Lawson filed a complaint with Boston Police about a run-in she says she had with DA Rollins in the South Bay Mall parking lot Christmas Eve. She pulled her car on about three inches from my car and said, uh, do you want me to write you a ticket? Because I'll write you a ticket. Put on the sirens, put on the strobe lights for like probably just a couple of seconds. According to Lawson's complaint, Rollins told her, quote, today is not the day to try me. <laughs> the only person I know that can write you a ticket is an actual police officer. So she implied, in, in my opinion, she implied that she was a police officer. I thought she was a police officer. That's why I called the police department. Lawson provided us with a picture. Her right, so then they went to, to where Rollins lives, which is what you do, and Rollins got out of her truck. When you're a news person and you go there. <laughs> exactly. Right? And Rollins got out of her truck, the, the, the police truck, whatever, uh, with a cop for protection and became quickly incensed. God, my kids are inside. Can we speak to you for one second, Miss Rollins? You're in front of my house with we, my we, children? We literally just pulled up here. Yeah, but how do you know where I live? Oh, it's public record, ma'am. Right, okay. That's unbelievable. We're not stopping you at all. We're yeah, not, but not. my kids are inside. Oh, we never even knocked the door. We were just parking here trying to figure out where we were going, and someone said we saw you here. So. Yeah, okay. Thanks. We just happened to see you here. Yeah. We did. We no, did. I, I'm going to please make sure that you're in front of my house with my children inside. And you're going to put this on oh, here. This is your house. Yeah. And now she works herself into a rage. So as a black woman in this moment, in this country, you're going to put my house on the screen? No, 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 ma'am. We're just here approaching you to ask you a question. Get away from my family. Speak to me at my job. If I get hurt or harmed because of this, you are on the record for that. Or my kids are, are killed. Listen. Who do you think you are? Okay. So... Already, that's enough. <laughs> Very normal reaction to a reporter question. This isn't like some mob rioting outside her house. This is like a reporter with like a camera and the news truck. And she's a public official. Mm -hmm. And if the, the fact that her I mean, view, I, view is that she as a black woman right now is so unsafe, especially now, because I don't know why last year would make black, because Breonna Taylor, I don't even know why, why, why. Which is, she's not unsafe. She's got her own cop with her, among other things. And she's just not unsafe. There's nothing to it. But the, 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 the that's her She's like one view, of the most the, powerful people worldview, in the state. That that's her worldview. Power to abuse other that people. All you, that that's her worldview. Tells you all you have to know about how de how she's calibrated. And of course, that her decision making in her professional capacity. Which is why she's let people out of jail and she doesn't prosecute this person, that person. She's a racist, among other things. But she's also unstable. She believes every bit of this woke horse bleep. You know what I'll do? I'll call the police on you and make an allegation. Okay. And we'll see how that works okay. with you. 
She said that on camera. She said that on camera and still remained <laughs> employed. I'm going to make an allegation on you. We'll see what works with you. By the way, the reporter is a black woman as well. More than more than remained employed, she is getting a point. Just important legal role now. Yo, yes. I'm just saying that for back then that she said that. And they were fine with Yeah. Fine. No, I know, but like it's incredible to me. Like, even if you weren't gonna like get her out of office for that, like I mean, she's basically getting a promotion right now, thanks to Biden. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because, They're rewarding this kind of psychotic right, behavior. Because she says the right woke stuff and she's the right uh she's the right right the right race. So the rantings of a white woman get you here and scare my children? No, no, no. Get no. off of our private property. You're here and I swear to God, I'm dead serious. You're I will find your name. I will find your name. The rantings of a white woman. This psychotic now is a powerful federal prosecutor in Massachusetts. Yeah. In case you didn't thought that she was, <sighs> yep. Do not I have like a camera in front of my I house. I can give you my name. Get her, I'm get them hiding. out of here. This is the Please. Boston I'm Police. I will have you arrested. I swear to God. Okay. It's a, my children are going to be hurt. We're just here to ask a question. You didn't even know where you live. Get you away from my house. I'm serious. When someone said we Please. saw you. Please. Okay, we're, we're going to step away. Thank you. Okay. Out of respect. Absolutely. By the way, that police officer should also be reprimanded for doing that. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of a time when Trump was ever that threatening to a member of the press. Can you? No, no, no. I mean, those. I mean, like she's literally threatening to have a reporter arrested for coming to ask her a question. Like it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Yes, those are crimes. Those are crimes. It's absolutely crazy. Now listen to this. This is back to the 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 Boston Twenty Five rap. Rollins tweeted something mm-hmm. out the moment this happened, and it's absolutely beautiful. During the call Friday night, I asked Rollins about that. She never directly addressed it. Instead, she repeatedly said at the time she didn't know who our news crew was and believed they were there to harm her. She reiterated that in this tweet shortly after we made her spokesperson aware that her photographer, who had his camera on his shoulder, had the encounter on video. It reads... Earlier today, a masked white man jumped out of a truck parked in front of my home, walked quickly to me while inaudibly speaking. He opened his trunk and grabbed something, took it out and aimed it at me. I was terrified and turned away. My children were there. I thought we... The tweet ends there. The masked man Rollins referenced is a 25 Investigates photographer. The thing he was grabbing from the trunk of his news vehicle was a 25-pound television camera. Yes, he was wearing a mask, as required by the governor, due to the pandemic. There you go. What do you say? There are seven fireable things that we played in there. Unbelievable. (laughs) At least. least. At least. Well, new U.S. attorney Rachel Rollins. I seriously, like, it's appointments like that that make me wonder if America can make it through four whole years of Biden. It hasn't even been a year. And can you believe how much he screwed up the country? Uh, no, it's it's I said it to my friend the other day. I was like, I just like I obviously didn't vote for Biden because I didn't think he'd do a good job. But I'm honestly shocked that it's been this fast that he's screwed up America this much this quickly. And she was like, I'm not shocked. I knew he was terrible. And I was like, but yeah, I mean, I just like I'm blown away and appointing people like that to 
important positions in the government is um, a, that's a sign that you want to destroy the country, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. No, I completely agree with you. And here's uh, Ed Markey and Elizabeth Warren. You appoint Rachel Rollins to anything, mm -hmm. then you're trying to end America as we know it, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's like yeah. somebody like that in any kind of position of authority and seriously expect people to believe that you're like a uniter. It's just, that's just not realistic. No, why not just bring in Monica Cannon Grant? Why, why not? Why not bring every yeah. immoral race hustler vindictive um psychotic that you can find but i think we're we're doing that or i think that's what's happening i mean that person she shouldn't be she shouldn't be uh, right. a, a partner at starbucks rachel rollins she should not be having any <laughs> job in in authority but it's it, it, i i'm sorry this is why I'm, we need to move out of new england these people are psychotic they can't stop. They all sound the same. They all use the same language. They all want to tear everything down. And they don't have the skill or knowledge or desire to build something better. They don't. This is not about building back better. This is destroying everything we have and just flattening everything. No, I know. I mean, like, that's, that's what it is, right? That's like the Atlas Shrugged concept is like you can piss off all the people that do everything in your society only so much before they do what you're telling them to do and go away. And when they do that, then you have a problem because you're left with a bunch of people who have no desire or motivation to get anything done. You know, it, because you have a bunch of activists on your hands who want no part in actually getting their hands dirty and rolling up their sleeves and doing something in the world. You know, they, they just want to protest and complain and demand that you tax the rich more or whatever, which conveniently never seems to be them, even though a lot of them seem to come from pretty privileged backgrounds. But, I, you know, it's, it's very disappointing. And I think, I really think, first of all, so we haven't really talked about this, but Charlie Baker is not running for governor again in Massachusetts. Right. Uh, which is, it, I mean, it's it's mixed news. Like, I know a lot of people are mad at Charlie Baker, but I also I don't know what other Republican can get elected in this state outside of like extreme wave year circumstances. Like, I, I just I'm not sure that even if I mean, Charlie Baker barely got elected before he was governor. You know what I mean? Like he lost once and then he barely, barely, barely won in 2014 against a really bad candidate. You know, like he was endorsed by the Boston Globe and all this stuff like it was and he still only won by like the skin of his teeth. So, you know, and then he was obviously reelected by a big margin and he's considered very popular because he's essentially governed like a moderate Democrat and uh, you know, I know a lot of people aren't happy with his handling of the pandemic, and I'm not either, but I guarantee it would have been worse under Maura Healy. And I think that that's where we're headed right now is probably Governor Maura Healy. So I like, I personally like feel the clock is ticking on my time in Massachusetts because I can't see how this state is going to be livable in a few years. I, no. I just, I don't see how it's going to be possible. No, I, I completely agree. I totally agree with him. By the way, Alice, was Brad, breaking news, a step back for racial equality. Jury reaches verdict in trial uh -oh. after Jussie Smollett. <gasps> the jury in the Smollett's trial reached a verdict Thursday afternoon on charges that the former Empire actor orchestrated a fake attack, then lied to police about it. Courthouse staff said um, the jury deliberated um, for an hour. 
Uh, and I believe my, my alert said that they found him. I mean, there's like text messages of him planning it, so. That is neither here nor there. I would consider that, uh, oh, did, did, I would consider With his own, like, bodyguards and personal trainers. I mean, it's. <sighs> I would consider, that, I would throw that out of court. Alice, doesn't matter. It absolutely makes sense to me that people say... Um, so what's going to happen to him now? What's going to happen to him now? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I just, uh, you know, I just hope that... Uh, I think we've we failed him as a society. But just imagine everybody that jumped onto that story. Well, and Black Lives Matter came out with a statement supporting him, too. Did you see that? Did they? Good. Good. I mean, because if I were... Black Lives Matter, which I know I'm not, I would be trying not to associate myself with Jesse Smollett personally. But uh, they feel this is a statement they came out with, uh, what, yesterday, the day before yesterday? They said, as abolitionists, we approach situations of injustice with love and align ourselves with our community because we got us. So let's be clear. We love everybody in our community. It's not about a trial or a verdict decided no, in a not. white supremacist charade. <laughs> it's, about, it's about how we treat our community when corrupt systems are working to devalue their lives. Oh, in an abolitionist society, this trial would not be taking place, and our communities would not have to fight and suffer to prove our worth. Instead, we find ourselves once again being forced to put our lives and our value in the hands of judges and juries operating in a system that is designed to oppress us while continuing to face a corrupt and violent police department who has proven time and again to have no respect for our lives. It's hard to believe this statement is about the Jesse Smollett trial because it seems so unrelated. In our commitment to abolition, we can never believe police especially the Chicago Police Department, over Jesse Smollett, a black man who has been courageously present, visible, and vocal in the struggle for black freedom. While policing at large is an irredeemable institution, CPD is notorious for its long and deep history of corruption, racism, and brutality. From the murders of Fred Hampton and Mark Clark, to the Burge tortures, to the murder of Laquan McDonald and subsequent cover-up, to the hundreds of others killed by the Chicago police over the years and the thousands who survived abuse, Chicago police consistently demonstrate that they are among the worst of the worst. Police lie, and the Chicago police lie especially. Black Lives Matter will continue to work towards the abolition of police and every unjust system. We will continue to love and protect one another and wrap our arms around those who do the work to usher in black freedom and by extension, freedom <laughs> for everyone else. An actual, an so there you have it. This an, is a white supremacist right. uh, farce of a trial, honey. Right. So, uh, and, um, oh, sorry, a white supremacist charade. So um, Ben Shapiro just... That seems it. like a sane organization that we should give money to, I think, everybody out Ben there. Shapiro I, just tweeted, Tonight, Jesse Smollett can rest knowing that his attacker has been convicted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, there we well, go. Uh, okay, so there we go. Three I minutes. mean, I oh, feel it. Okay, kind of He was convicted on charges that he staged in anti-gay racist attack. Just came down two minutes ago. Yeah, and he like was gonna get those brothers in trouble. He like set them up. They're not black. Doesn't matter, Alice. <laughs> yeah, why doesn't Black Lives Matter no, care about them and how he was no, screwing them over? No, it it nobody did. Amazing. They're not that. No. Uh, thank you so much, any everyone. I once again can't really hear the closing music, so you're gonna ha have to bear with me. If it's I going, 
Don't hit the post. Uh, but you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. We're also at BurnBarrelPodcast.com. It, it is killing me. It is killing me. Gmail. It is killing me to let you get away with saying hit the post. It is killing me. But I'm going to. I'm not going to address it. That's fine. Continue as you were. I'm done now. Are you, do you have anything to add? <laughs> I love you. I love you too. I miss you. I'm going to see you in a few hours. I had hit the post there, Alice. That was the joke. Oh. <laughs> I can't hear the post, so I didn't know that that okay. was the joke. Okay, I'm fading down now, okay? All right. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.